Welcome to Sports Tech Atlanta. I'm your host, Sterling Mack, joined by Worcester FM 97.9 Sports Radio host, Taylor Mack. We will bring to you three interesting sports tech stories today, April 15th. The first story is how fantasy sports is growing in esports. The second story is how a sports analytics company is bringing their data to life. And the last story is on the Series C funding round. So our first story here, uh, I thought it was pretty cool, especially, uh, you know, we did a little quick highlight on iRacing and, and sort of talked a little bit of esports last week, um, but wanted to jump in to this platform that's been around since 2017 uh, called Esports One, uh, which is bringing fancy sports or really a fantasy sports approach to the world of esports. Um, a really amazing idea, really, right? The fact that now you can, not not from a betting perspective, but just a true fancy perspective, be able to, to watch like League, League of Legends or something like that uh, and be able to have a fantasy aspect to that. Uh, Taylor, what do you think about the story? I mean, I think it's a really it's a really good story. You have co-founder and CEO Sharon Winter, as long as as well as the other co-founder and CEO Matt Gunnan. And what they're what they're really trying to bring in is a high technology aspect to um, a fantasy esports lineup. And so Gunnan is trying to look at it as you know you watch football on Sundays or Saturdays, whichever one that you fancy, and you always have that that yellow meter that's that's going to show you the first down marker. So the yellow first down marker. So bringing that type of technology aspect into watching football. So from the esports perspective, they're trying to back and bring in a lot of uh, live update type of technology so that, A, from the user perspective, you have that trust for what you're seeing as you're trying to follow along different sports, whether League of Legends and how they figure that out, or if you're watching your traditional um, you know, esports matchup competition. If it's it's in you know the the, the football soccer esque type realm, so um, they're really trying to uh, bring this perspective in, and I think it's cool. I have some reservations, though. I have a couple reservations. Let's hear it. Let's hear these reservations. Reservation number one, obviously, is trust, and he talked about that because you have to build that trust through having the best type of algorithms to try and make sure that people think you're not getting swindled or uh, like this, the game is rigged because no one wants to be at the end of the day, be like, I, you know, our group of friends have our fantasy league, but so-and-so has the best matchups every week or they always win because I'm now starting to think that esports isn't always legitimate. Mm-hmm. So bringing that trust in is, is big Two is, I guess the two biggest things is how are you going to really grow it? If you have your league of legends followings, but you need those really big names to bring your casual fan over you know, they're all bored right now because we have quarantine. Right. But once big sports kick back up, how are you going to bring that casual fan in? So who are you going to go out there and grab? You're going to get Kevin Durant. You're going to get a Neymar. You're going to get Messi. Be like, follow their FIFA league, follow an NBA live league or or an iRacing league with if you if you could get out uh, Hamilton. So it's like, what, what, what you going to do to bring him in there? I like that. That's a really good question because especially, you know, ESPN's been broadcasting uh, the NBA 2K tournament um, over the last couple of weeks. It's a great point. I mean, to, you know, this story popped out to me because of the fact that they've been getting so many people really asking about this platform. How mm-hmm. can they get more involved? You know, how much does it cost? Stuff like that. Uh, and to your point, does it, does if sports open back up here in a month and a half or whatever, we hope in a, in a month and a half, 
what does that mean from an esports perspective for fantasy? Uh, it's a great question. I don't know if we really have a true line of sight to that or a true answer to that. Um, but it, it's so, certainly, to your point, something that they have to think about long term and longevity of how do you grab a, a, a big time athlete that has a, a really big Twitch um, following, maybe like a Ben Simmons or someone like that. Because right. I don't know if you, I feel like you have to use a really popular game. Uh, along with a really popular athlete, if that makes any sense. You you do, and and that's going to help everything grow organically. And so they were backed by Eniac Ventures and XC Capital. Um, uh, the company was also a part of the first class of startups to participate in the MIT Play Labs Accelerator. And this all goes into the technology that they're going to have with backing. So if you're wondering, like, you know, what are they bringing from a tech perspective? What what are they really doing to elevate themselves with all these new followers that they're getting and, and really take off from that plat- take off from from that standpoint? They're putting the backing in. So that's that's also that's great to have. But what Sterling like what Sterling is saying I need to, I need to have that big name come through just to bring the legitimacy behind it and and really bring those fans in because yeah let's 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 not beat around the bush we all love to have those side gambles with your with your fantasy sports league let's let's throw three dollars here two dollars there I'm keeping it on the low end but you like to have that fun camaraderie with your friends and if this can bring another aspect when your traditional sports that most fans follow are done. Because esports goes on 24-7, 365. So this will be really nice to be able to continue to have, you know, that good camaraderie with your friends. And that's what they're really bringing in with all these new subscribers that they've gotten. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. That's a great point. And, and as you say data there, that kind of actually puts us into um, really our next story, which is about a sports analytics company um, that's, that's, that's really dabbling now with the AI-enabled insights and in, uh, data storytelling. Uh, so this was really cool. I had actually done some work previously uh, with a company called Drive Hockey. So this one, this one stuck out to me because Sport Logic um, really brought brought forth like a tracking system for on and off the ball puck movements in hockey. Um, there's actually a really cool YouTube videos showing everything we're going to talk about here. But Sports Logic now has um, partnered with Aria NLG Studio to really bring the data and bring everything from that backend infrastructure that they do extremely well and then really ride it into like layman's terms, which is super cool. So now you've got this amazing data dashboard, all these insights of how you're flowing, how you're moving, you know, let's just stay within hockey, right? On the on the rink. And now with with Aria NLG Studio, you're really able to to dive into these AI driven insights. Uh, and gather some different data sets that that before SportsLogic didn't have. So, uh, really cool platform, really cool use of of obviously the, the real the term here, sports tech, uh, and, and really enabling uh, front offices and, and athletes themselves to be able to dive into their analytics better. Yeah, I didn't know that in, in U.S. dollars by twenty twenty five, the sports analytics market was going to grow to four point six billion. It's crazy, right? Did not know that. Well, you got to think, man. Like, I love that you brought that that number in here. Um, so many front offices are looking for that advantage. Let's just use the Houston Astros for a second, where you know they they literally went out that got the best that they could to come to their front office and do data. That's how they were able to do some of the sign stealing, which is a little BS, right? Mm-hmm. So they were, you know, if you're at say if you've ever played baseball, if you're at second base. You're able to relay what the what the sign is back to the batter. That's all good. 
But what they were, they were so keyed in, they were so good at their analytics and their insights is once a pitcher did one sequence, right? So they go through a batter and they, they start figuring out like, okay, well, they did six signs. It looks like he's going to third sign every time. Right. They knew from that, like what they, they could start to kind of dial in from that, what pitches might be coming. That, that's, yeah. how, that's how good their data was. So um, yeah, it's, I mean, the market is there and obviously people are trying to get better and better at it to empower their athletes. I mean, like you were, like you were saying, obviously there's 30 NHL teams, uh, 30 NHL teams that are currently using, uh, using it as well as 74 total pro, uh, pro sports teams that don't know why getting tongue tied spanning across through, you know, from North America, European soccer, NFL, NCAA football, Mark Cuban has gotten in with this with founders, Craig Bunton, an Olympic athlete and Mershon uh, Javin, who has a PhD in computer vision and machine learning. So my biggest thing here, there's going to be a lot of upset professional players. What I mean by that is you're going to have somebody come in and be like, man, I was dropping 30, 30 and 10. Let's keep it in the NBA. I'm dropping 30 and 10. But they're like, all right, this incorporates just using game footage to be able to show your breakdown of how you're spacing the court, what you're doing. And from an analytical standpoint, like Sterling says, spits it out in the layman. So now you're going to see, you know, have an athlete come in and be like, I was dropping 30 and 10. Coach is going to be like, yeah, but by the analytics, you really aren't that productive on the court when we're looking at your movement. So we're going to bump you from the first team to the second team because by an analytics standpoint, this shows us point blank that you'll be more productive going with such and such team. Now I think you're going to have a lot of turmoil because everybody, you have the analytics to back it up, but you're like, why are you playing Billy Bean baseball with me analytically when I'm showing you what I can do out on the court. So do you think that there can be a, there's going to be a more pushing and shoving from the traditional athlete standpoint of you can't tell numbers, can't tell me or analytics can't tell you what I'm doing out on the court. Cause I might be unorthodox. So don't listen to those. Just watch what I do and just follow that. I think that's already happened. I think the data revolution has really been here, probably been here for the last five years mm-hmm. to your point. Now, I think the way that, especially with this kind of with what sports logic is doing and with the artist software. Um, I, I think now to your point, it, it kind of, I feel like it brings the data, the life a little bit more. And to your point, I think it actually might help athletes to maybe understand like, okay, like let's use Jordan. Um, that's Jordan Crawford. Um, what's, uh, what's his first name? Crawford. Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford. I almost said Jordan Crawford. Uh, he played at IU. Uh, Jamal Crawford, right? Like, he can go get buckets. He can still play in the NBA. But I think when you really dive into his, his analytics, his, his, um, his metrics are, are, they're not great, right? He doesn't play defense. He doesn't pass a lot. So like his impact on the floor, unless he is having one of those, you know, great shooting games is is very minimal uh, as opposed to like somebody else that that gets rebounds and does a ton of other things. So yeah, it's, it's, it could be a really bad thing, but I think it's going to be a really, I think it's actually going to be a really good thing because now you can get really detailed and like what you're right. seeing and how your movements are. But. That's why I, I feel like, and we'll continue to stay in the NBA, like Lou Will jumped into the future, saw this, got some grass and analytics, came back. And now Lou, that's why Lou Will has been a dominant six man, knowing that this is where I perform the best and you helped it in the area that he's in helps the team the best as well. And then, continue to stay in the league, continue to dominate and from his per, you know, respective space. 
and he balls on and off the court. I just wanted to bring up Lou Will for that's for that standpoint. If you haven't heard, go, go be honest. Lou Will go, Lou go Will out for six man Drake. Lou Will doesn't always play play D though. He does, well, who plays defense in the NBA? I would love for these analytics to continue to expose the lack of defense that continues to play by by 2025 when the market gets to 4.6 billion for sports analytics. NBA games are going to be 145 to 150. Like it's the all-star game because nobody's going to play, be playing defense. I, I hope I vehemently disagree with you. There. Uh, I think defense is playing a lot. I think, well, maybe depending on like what city you're in or first quarter, all that type of stuff. But I think for the most part, defense is played. I've actually been watching not to get too sidetracked here, but uh, some of those old games. Oh, I've been, I, they've been throwing them on. I've been watching. them. I will say, I wish they brought hand checking back. Because it at least gives you like take take a James Harden who gets away with everything, mm-hmm. like, he would be defended so differently now. You know um, what I mean? One hundred percent. I completely, uh, completely agree with you on that. If you could put your hands on, I I I don't know. I mean, obviously the NBA wants freedom of movement and scoring and all that type of stuff, but uh, we'll see. Well, I mean, with coronavirus going on right now, the NBA has a lot of stuff to figure out. And I think that kind of is a, a good segue um, into the third story for a lot of these sports teams around the country. Yeah, so yeah, great one there. So the last uh, the last story we want to bring to you was we like to make sure we have, we're highlighting some of the series or any any funding rounds that we're seeing. So there was a Series C round uh, led by Delta V Capital uh, for Teamworks. Uh, so they were able to raise twenty five million dollars. Um, also participating in the round was General Catalyst, Seaport Capital, uh, Dumac. And a couple private investors as well. I believe Stadia uh, Ventures was in, was involved in that as well. So um, this one was really cool because I wanted to highlight this a little bit. We're going to talk in conjunction here. College sports. Uh, so Teamworks, what it enables you to do really is is have a community and be able to uh, give messages. Or say you're a student athlete and your your school your team or your school is signed up on it and practice changes. So like when I played at Indiana. Practice would change almost daily. It's not a dig or anything like that. It's just kind of like what happened. Um, so like practice time or like what was going on or whatever. But we wouldn't find that out until either you got to the locker room or you get like a random text. Man, like, I just came all the way over here and then they canceled practice and no one told me. The worst <laughs> could have be been like, at the crib. Because you you try to plan your day out, right, for, you know, like you try to eat at the right time. Because like your classes, if you're if you're an athlete, they end around 2 or 3 o'clock. Uh, mm-hmm. Just depending on when your practice is. For me, I think most of mine ended around like two, but that's late, right? So that means you got to be booking it across to get over to the field uh, to get your early work in, to get a little bit of food in your system, all that type of stuff. And then on days when like stuff would move back or like whatever, you'd be like, well, now I got to sit here for like, I could have gone home. You know, I didn't get a text message. So now practice doesn't start for another two hours, stuff like that. But what Teamworks does is it enables, you know, like a coach or an administrator to be able um, to really communicate with their team, with their players, uh, really seamlessly. Actually, this I, I remember the story from, I believe it was 2016 or 17, during the NCAA, when there was a lot of things going on, a lot of changes uh, as far as some of, that, some of the bills that were going on, especially like the one in North, in North Carolina. They had different facilities. NCAA was able to like push out different messages to the players and um, to the teams through this right. app, actually. Right. Um, so I wanted to talk about it just because of the fact that I, – or bring it to everyone's attention because it's going to be interesting now with what's going on with COVID uh, and what happens with some of these smaller revenue schools and teams 
i.e., if you saw the news today, Cincinnati uh, has disbanded their soccer team uh, immediately. So there would be no more soccer at the University of Cincinnati. They are going to honor like scholarships moving forward. Um, but it's tough, you know, which you're receiving a message through like teamwork or something like that. And you're like, oh my gosh, my, my season, not only is my season been canceled because of spring sports and COVID, now I don't have a school to play at. You know what I mean? Obviously, they didn't. I don't think they heard it through teamwork, I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, I, I'm really glad that you did highlight teamworks and um, the funding that they're getting because, especially in the times that we're in, but more importantly, like you were saying, you know, the old school way of handing out pieces of paper that you have your schedule on there, everything's usually communicated up front. And if somebody needs to reach you, it's through a web of people to kind of find you to make sure that message reaches you at some point. I know coaches or departments have your cell phone number, but for the most part, it usually starts at message goes to one other person and that would relate to you mostly. Um, And so this just connects everybody there. There, there is no running from a, from a college standpoint, from getting away from your team. That is the key message that TeamWorks delivers here for your college, for any college team. Uh, I will say on a side note, that is a quick tangent. As Sterling pointed out, University of Cincinnati, it's going to be sad. Like a lot of the, the non-revenue generating teams across the country for a lot of college and universities um, are going to be disbanded. And that's, that's, that's very sad and it's going to be tough. But um, in this environment, having a program uh, and a portal to go to, to be able to keep up with schedule, keeping a new normal um, for these players and for these coaches establish a good new normal is, is going to be really good technology. But I think Teamworks is in a very good position right now to kind of take the market by storm with everything that's going on. And if you do this the right way with good marketing and the product markets itself very well, and you're already in with a lot of colleges um, and it's going to you know go into the professional ranks, just a really good program to keep everybody on track, keep everybody in the know. And there's going to be no surprises for, you know, what a schedule is or what's supposed to be expected, especially if you, you know, with everything that you're, you're able to do capability wise with this. So uh, glad you highlighted Teamworks. Yeah, no, no, I'm glad. Uh, good for them, right? Uh, being able to raise a $25 million uh, Series C round. And, yeah. uh, you know, we're seeing where we go from here. And um, yeah, well, appreciate you guys coming in here to see talk with uh, Sports Tech Atlanta, and we will see you next week.